Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360, the podcast solving today's most pressing issues in the AI arthritis community. We invite you all to the table, where together we face the daily challenges of autoimmune and autoinflammatory arthritis. Every Sunday, join our fellow patient co-hosts as they lead discussions in the patient community, as well as consult with stakeholders worldwide to solve the problems that matter most. Whether you are a loved one, a professional working in the field, or a person diagnosed with an AI arthritis disease, this podcast is for you. So pull up a chair and take a seat at the table. Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360. This is the official talk show for the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis, or AI Arthritis for short. My name is Tiffany Westridge Robertson. I am the CEO of the organization, but I am also a person living with AI arthritis diseases. So I am here today to give you an announcement. It's kind of exciting. But before I give the announcement, what is the topic going to be about? Well, it's about learned experiences and those learned experiences that we've had at our organization. We've evolved in learning through these shows and the processes that we follow at our organization that it's time for a little change to the show. So let me preface this by citing something I think we all can relate to, how we all really over the last year have learned from our experiences. And and I am referring to COVID-19 and more recently with the vaccinations. So just think about if this is airing in March of 2021, just to timestamp it, think about where we all were just a year ago, March 2020. You know, a global pandemic was declared. It was tagged most appropriately unprecedented times the world truly united in a way that I'm not sure that I've ever seen in my lifetime. And hey, I'm going to be 50 here in a couple months. So, you know, that's in 50 years. I haven't seen it or I don't think many of us have seen us unite on a global issue before such as this, I should say. We all could relate to the topic on some level, to some degree, even if our perspectives and experiences varied, and at times resulted in full-on opposite opinions. But I think that's a testament to just how diverse we really are and how each of our own personal journeys influence what we want for an outcome, which, while maybe shared, like, oh, I want an end to this, <laughs> can also vary based on individual needs. For example, oh, we got to get back to work, or no, don't go out, or we don't need to wear masks, et cetera, et cetera. And we also saw people talking and ta- talking a lot, <laughs> maybe at times too much talking. And that leads to uncontrolled chaos, confusion. You know, so many stakeholders are, or people with a stake in the game, so to speak, you, me, you know, doctors, researchers, government, legislators, Again, global, pretty much everybody is affected, everybody in the world. So everybody was a stakeholder and everybody's talking about this and everybody has their own outcomes, their own unique perspectives that they're incorporating into this issue. So you've got pretty much everyone in the world talking (laughs) about this. 
And even with those needs, I mean, they're different, maybe immediate and long-term needs. So while not everyone is going to agree with the other, especially if our end goals or preferences or outcomes differ, only when we bring all people to the table to talk it out and collectively come to a compromise solution or solutions that make sense for the greater population, can we have a start to a solution? And I say start because that is for the greater population. That's not always enough. It might be enough for a general large group implementation of solutions, but it's not, however, always the best for the individual who, in our case, you know, might have to shelter at home because we're immunocompromised and unwilling to go out. And that tended to be what was deemed best for the greater good of the community, aka don't spread this potentially deadly virus to your family, friends, and neighbors, even if you think that you're going to be okay. But of course, you're going to get pushback because that's not the intended outcome or the lived experience in the moment that all people wanted. So there's going to be pushback. Again, appeasing everyone's personal needs. Furthermore, if no one is able to reign in this chaos or these perspectives, then the fire-blazing trail of this media-frenzied world and online conversations or, or in-person conversations, although those are far and few in between, they're going to continue to burn, right? And saying all of this, Think back. Think back to where you were a year ago. Think about how much you've grown. Think about how you, even yourself, your own perspectives and opinions have evolved because of the information, the data, the situation. It's unraveled and we learn from these experiences. I'm going to give you my personal example. March of last year, so a year ago, at this very time, I was now, we fully believe, experiencing COVID-19. But at the time, this was so new and nobody believed me as far, even, even family and friends were questioning it because all they knew is, well, how could you, how could you get this? I mean, you didn't travel and you, you haven't left your house. And I kept saying, well, I live in this apartment with the entryway only about four and a half, five feet by six feet vestibule, closed in by two humongously heavy metal doors, and you have to press a code to get in. And every more than once a week, the upstairs neighbors were having parties, 50, 70 plus people traipsing in and out, and they're stuck in that vestibule. And then I'm going through the vestibule to let the dog out, you know, just not long after sometimes passing by them in the hallway and they're talking and laughing. But back then, nobody thought that was enough. And they were also medical students working at the hospitals where, where COVID patients were. So now we know that wasn't so far-fetched. <laughs> and I did get tested, but it was 21 days in. And now, of course, we also know that was way too long. So anyway, point is, we've learned even with me going to the ER just in a matter of two weeks, it ended up attacking my heart. And again, early on, people thought it was just the lungs. I mean, look at all we've learned <laughs> since then. So many more things that it affects. But just between those two weeks, the first time in the ER, the nurses literally scoffed at me because I had a negative COVID test after 21 days. Two weeks later, I went in and then they're, oh, well, you know, you can get false negatives, and especially if you waited too long. So it just shows you, again, how we learn and we evolve. So fast forward, 
good news. Got my first vaccine yesterday. Woohoo! Boy, was I happy. <laughs> and that's a whole other story in itself. But even then, in January, just a few months ago, we were navigating, well, who should get a vaccination? Is it safe for people using the treatments that we're on? Uh, there's not a lot of research. Is that okay? So again, you go back to this kind of state of frenzy and a lot of different perspectives and opinions surfacing. So our organization stepped in and we have really worked hard to rein in that chaos. We've hosted a series of COVID and vaccination talk shows. We've brought on doctors and not a question answer type of thing, but more of talking to them as humans at the table, first name basis, myself as patient, Kelly, um, and then Al Vibica and Jeff or AKA Dr. Al Kim, Dr. Vivica Strand, and Dr. Jeff Sparks. But the point is, again, all coming to the table to speak as equals and hear the different perspectives and opinions so that we could evolve from what we're learning and create more robust solutions that matter to all of us. Because let's face it, if we're only trying to solve problems that the patients want solved for their outcomes, then that's not going to completely work unless all of the other stakeholders who have a stake <laughs> and a different perspective and a different outcome that they may want are in agreement with that. And we can negotiate and come to a solution. Well, the reason I think that we've as an organization been so good at this, going to our learned experiences, is because our entire organization is based on a problem-solving methodology. And that allows for very quick redirection needed facilitation of organized conversations and subsequent action, but including all of those opinions and perspectives so that we can address issues for the greater community, but also the individual needs of a person living with these conditions. So that's my analogy <laughs> of learned experiences and how all of you, no matter who you are, no matter patient, doctor, loved one, whomever you are and why you're listening to this, we've all lived through this global pandemic. We've all seen evolution and in our own minds can relate to the need to evolve when we recognize, wow, new information is present and we change course of action as a result. And that's exactly what we're doing on the show. So the big announcement, what is it? <laughs> So a couple months ago, we had evolved the show to two episodes a month from four episodes a month. And that was really because of the way that our process as an organization runs. And, and I'll reference this back to a different episode, and we'll share the link in the, in the show notes to an episode called There's a Method to Our Madness. So you can listen back to that. But essentially, we do six steps. We have a six-step process at our organization. And the first one is to assess the issue that the patient community is saying. And then we put it on the table as step two. And that is literally on the show. So we have put issues on the show about 60 plus times <laughs> in this step two. And then we take it back to the community. We invite all stakeholders to submit their opinions. And we start to have these conversations and figure out what is the next direction and how may this even splinter into different solutions? Because again, it may not be a general patient population type of situation. Once we figure out what the next steps will be, we put it back on the table in step five, again, on the show. 
And then step six would be creating solutions. If we don't have them, we circle back and it's just a, a cycle until we come up with the right solutions. In saying that, we need to evolve step five. And that's where the show comes in. <laughs> so we have decided what we need to do to make sure that we are truly hearing all perspectives, opinions. We're diving deep into these issues. We are going to now air one core show at the first Sunday of each month. So starting in April of 2021, these core shows are going to put a very important topic on the table or continue a very important topic that we already brought up in a previous episode. These will be focused entirely on topics and projects that we are tackling at our organization. So they will be extremely specific so that we can demonstrate how solving these, our organization specifically, is impacting the community. But that doesn't mean that you can only tune in once a month. Oh, no. <laughs> because for those of you who have followed us from the beginning, you may remember that originally our talk show concept was supposed to tour. And we became a nonprofit in November of 2019. So you might see where I'm going here. We couldn't tour. We have a dozen patient co-hosts from around the world. And the idea was somewhere locally, <laughs> if they were going to conferences or if they wanted to host some kind of meetup or conversations, they could do so. So we couldn't do that in 2020, but we are reincorporating that idea into this as well. So we have the main topic or a core topic put down on the table or revisited first Sunday of the month. Then we can have unlimited breakout conversations. Some may be long, some may be short, some may air on this podcast platform, just a different day and time of the week. Some may be Facebook Live. Others might be recording videos on YouTube and posting them. They could be webinars. They could even be conversations that we invite specific patients and other stakeholders to come to the table inside our AI Arthritis Voices project community. In those situations, if we do invite very specific people to the table, and it's more of a private and not so much a public conversation, what we're going to do is cite the people who were involved if they want to. I mean, of course, if you want to stay anonymous, that's your call. Almost like an authorship so that we can say, hey, these are the people who were at the table who helped us get from point A to point B. So there's a lot of things that we can do. And we're excited about the diversity, the mixed media because that's what it's all about. If we're going to really, 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 really <laughs> reach all people, one platform isn't going to be enough. So that's the exciting news here. So some of the topics that are going to be coming up, I'm going to be recording here very soon with somebody from Rand Corporation and Coalition. We're part of the Partnership to Improve Patient Care on qualities or value assessments used in pricing our medications. It's a very hot topic right now in the public policy and the research space. It's not so well known in the patient community, and that's where we want to bring it to. We need the patients to fully understand it's a complex topic, but I'm going to be on <laughs> with these others to sort of be that middleman and, and try to absorb it and then reiterate it back in layman's terms so we can get more patients globally 
to be able to understand the discriminatory processes and practices that come along with this. So that's going to be a real exciting one. We're also going to start talking more about health equity and diversity in voices. We're going to continue the conversation on auto, autoimmune, autoinflammatory arthritis versus other types of arthritis, because that is just a core of everything we do. We believe that that conversation is necessary to expedite early detection, referrals, diagnosis, access to treatments, which end up in better outcomes, higher rates of remission, and just better quality of life. But do you want to submit your topic? Maybe we need to talk about it on the show. And even if we don't bring it all the way to the table on an episode like this, we can still have that conversation. Maybe it'll be on social media. Maybe it'll be on a webinar. Whatever that might be, we can still talk about your issue. And then possibly we start hearing more and more people, hey, this really is something we need to address. And then it gets to step two. It gets on the table here on the show. So to do that, go to arthritis.org backslash talk show. If you scroll down a little bit, you're going to see a button for meet the team. Click on that too. Get to know us. You get to meet our production team and all the co-hosts. Next to that, you're going to see a button that says submit your topic. So right there, you can submit your topics. So that's the number one way that you can get more involved with this. But don't forget to also sign up to stay abreast of all of the ways we're going to air this because just tuning in on Sundays, you might miss something. So if you also go to our website at arthritis.org, scroll to the bottom, you're going to see a button to sign up for our e-newsletter. Choose podcast. Of course, you can always choose the general one too that we send out monthly so that you can stay on top of all of the things that we do. But if you're just interested in the podcast, choose podcast. And we're going to start that e newsletter here very soon. You can also make sure that you like us on social media at IFAI Arthritis so that you can see if we're announcing something's going to happen there. And I think that that's really going to be it. It's an exciting evolution. We're doing it because of learned experience. And I think that's something we all just have to remember, that it's okay to shift gears. It's okay to say, hey, you know what? This is working, but this will work better. And that's what we're doing, because that's how we roll at AI Arthritis. (laughs) Always evolving, always shifting always based on what we think is going to be the best practice. So we invite you to continue this journey with us because we know that only together can we truly solve all of the problems of tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am very much looking forward to continuing this learned experience with you. AI Arthritis Voices 360 is produced by the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis. Find us on the web at www.aiarthritis.org. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and stay up to date on all the latest AI Arthritis news and events. 